Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, hey there, and welcome to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us today. Kevin is the co-author of the book Navigating Through Retirement, and he navigates us through all sorts of great retirement talk and conversation on this show every week. If you want to find out more information about Kevin, listen to past episodes of the show, or ask a question, you can go to insightfolios.com and click on the listen button. Again, that's insightfolios.com and click listen. Kevin, good to be with you this weekend. How are you, my friend? I'm doing very good, Walter. How are you doing? Uh, doing well. Great to hear that. Uh, this is the weekend of uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. I know this has been in the news a lot with especially everything that's happened in Afghanistan over the last couple of weeks, Kevin, approaching and reaching this uh, this you know anniversary date. And boy, I can't believe it has been 20 years since uh, really the, the world changed um, and extremely dramatically. Yeah, it did. I can remember. Uh, I just bought a new house in Linwood, and I turned on the TV. I turned on CNBC in the morning. I went to see what the market was going to do, and it was interrupted with the news that the towers got hit. So I can remember exactly what I was doing at the time that you know the news was coming through. How about you? I was in ninth grade um, when nine eleven happened, and. Uh yeah, it was. Uh, I had a, a stranger experience of learning about 9-11 because certain classes were trying to keep it a secret and not really expose us to it. And then so you were getting a little information trickling in throughout the day and a lot of rumors were spreading. So I'd actually I knew something big was going on, but I really didn't know what actually had happened until I got home. And then I called my folks as I turned on the TV and saw one of the towers collapse and the other standing. Didn't realize I was watching replays. And so I was talking to my mom and, and I was telling her like, yeah, one of these fell. And then she was like, oh gosh, I have to catch you up on everything. So then I kind of learned about it all really at one in one fell swoop, uh, which was a different kind of experience. Just there'd been little nuances all day. Like I walked into one teacher's room and he was watching the TV and I could hear the urgency and the voice of the news anchor. But he turned the TV off when I walked in and then tried to keep class like normal. And so you'd been hearing just about planes crashing and hitting buildings, and you knew something crazy was going on, but they were not telling us about any of it. I think the most surreal thing was at the beginning of the last period, they would always come over and make announcements at the end of the day, at the beginning of the last period, and they said something along the lines of, like, all sports, all afternoon activities have been canceled so that everybody can go home and be with their families. Yep. And I remember we were all just like, what is happening? And uh, it was a very weird experience, not really being along for the ride all day long. No, and that was, you know, it's um, certainly happened. Everybody remembers where they were. But the, after the aftermath of that, too, remember the market tanked. And, and we talk about stuff like this all, all the time. It's unforeseeable and unknowable events that really affect the market. And it just shows you how st unstable things can get in a quick hurry. And, and we saw it again with coronavirus, just how yes. fast uh, the market dropped, how fast the world yep. felt like it was spinning out of control when this news of a global pandemic started coming down. And a lot of us had never been through lockdowns before and what that was like. It was just this very 
dystopian, weird thing to go through. And uh, unfortunately, we've been through a lot of those things. The 2008 financial crisis was a little bit more spread out, but still kind of had that a similar feel at moments it to did. it. Yeah. We've had a lot of those the last uh, the last twenty years. So we have. When you th- when you start thinking about it, we've had a lot. We've endured, yep. and but with like I've said, we've endured it, and we come out the other side. So that's we all, what's know, important. Yeah, that's what's important. Well, definitely, our thoughts and prayers with uh, all of those who have served or who this weekend and this anniversary brings a lot of uh, memories experiences uh, back to mind. Um, uh, just we thank all of you for your service and uh, for anyone who's been affected. I mean, we've all been yes. affected by 9-11, um, but some, some of us certainly more than others in terms of very personal experiences from that day. And uh, so anyway, I know this can be a tough weekend, but can also be a very patriotic weekend and one that can fill people with hope of recovery like you were just talking about with Kevin. So hope everybody's able to spend a little time with loved ones and uh, reminisce this weekend as we hit that 20-year anniversary of 9-11. Well, we have a uh, actually really good show on the way today as we turn our attention to the financial realm. And uh, we're going to get into some good listener questions probably at the end of the show, a couple other good topics on tap today. And we're also going to learn how to invest like a genius, or as I could also describe this segment, invest like Kevin. Right, Kevin? Ooh, ooh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> those, those are pretty much, uh, you know, we can swap the term genius and Kevin out pretty easily. Depend, depends who you're talking to now, Walter. That's right. That's right. Exactly. I'm a genius in my own mind, but other people's mind, I don't think so. so. There, there you go. There you go. So we're going to give you some details on how you can invest like a genius on today's show, or, or like Kevin if you want to. But I want to start off with a fun fact of the week, Kevin, before we get into the more serious stuff. If the Earth suddenly stopped spinning, so just, you know, we're spinning at, what is it, uh, tens or hundreds of thousands of miles an hour, something like that. Yep. If we just stopped spinning, what would happen to the Earth? Any ideas? What would happen to us? Well, I would imagine everything's still spinning out there other than us, so we'd be, uh, you know, we'd be in real trouble. Yeah. I, I guess the scientists have theorized that the atmosphere would keep spinning, so the Earth would stop, but the atmosphere would keep going, and be in motion at about 1,100 miles per hour is what they estimate. So wind and tsunamis would destroy everything almost immediately. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a TV show, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. The water would just go flying, and uh, the wind would be crazy, and yeah, it'd be, it'd be mayhem. So I don't know, a little mental exercise. I don't know if that's a very bright or light thing to think about, but... Every, everything is so, wild. you know, particular, right? If things just, one little thing gets out of kilter, things can, bad things can happen. You can you see know? how things can yeah. get crazy. I think that's, yeah. the, that's the point of it, right? Yeah. Pretty amazing. Uh, it makes sense, like, right, if you're, if you're carrying a bowl of water and you are, f- you know, flying it through the air with your hands and then all of a sudden you just stop your hands, that water will just go sloshing right out, right? Because the yep, water yep. doesn't stop. So, interesting. We're little, doing Science 101. A little science for you on today's yeah. show. Well, that's to get you ready, to get the mind prepped for investing like a genius. We had to get a little science to kick that off. I get it. All right, so there's a saying out there, Kevin, where smart people learn from their own mistakes, but geniuses learn from the mistakes of others. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're going to try and do today. We're going to look at some of the regrets, unfortunately, that we hear from people who wish they'd made different financial decisions And our hope is that others can be geniuses and learn from those mistakes. And I'm sure you've seen all of these from folks who walk into the door to meet with you maybe for the first time, and they start recounting their financial life, and you hear where some of these mistakes happened. And a lot of people have been tempted over the years to make premature IRA withdrawals. Have you seen that, and why would that be a big mistake that somebody would uh, would make? 
We see it from time to time, our IRAs or 401ks, and typically it's because people, you know, maybe leave their job, lose their job, and they need income. They need money. So we had a gentleman, young guy come in here. This was quite a few years ago. He had about $40,000 saved in his 401k, and he came in. He wanted to know how to take it off. I said, why in the world do you want to take it off? I think he was in his late 20s at the time. And he said, well, he needs income. I said, well, how much income do you need? He said, I need about four or 5000 I said, well, then let's, you know, let's plan for that versus liquidating the whole 40000 because here's what's going to happen. Because you're under the age of 59 and a half, the IRS is going to penalize you automatically 10%. So in that 40000 there's $4,000 that you owe and the penalty for taking it out prior to 59 and a half. And the other thing is, if we if you need $5,000, let us leave $35,000 in there because we have 30 years of growth on that, that potential growth that could, could be happening. So that would turn into hundreds of thousands of dollars over that time. So when we sit down, we got in front of this tax uh, person, uh, who, who, by the way, is Eloy up here in Pink County. He's a great tax guy. And we did some calculations. And I think that would have turned into you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I can't remember. Had he withdrawn everything. So he did withdraw the 5000 He paid the penalty. He found another job. And then he was able to go on. And that money has grown nicely since then. So if you take that out prematurely, you're going to lose all that growth, especially if you're younger, for years and years to come. And then you're going to lose 10% penalty. And the third thing is you're going to pay taxes on that entire distribution. So doing those things generally don't work out because of the penalties and the taxes and the lost earnings that you could earn on those things. So think carefully before you do that. That's a great point. And uh, yeah, that's why that is often a big mistake that people make and how you can be a genius by avoiding making that mistake or having that regret yourself. We also see this listed by folks when they're in their peak earning years. They spend just a little bit too much and uh, they call that lifestyle creep, right? Yeah. Well, you notice that when you make more, you spend more. Do you notice that, Walter? Yeah. We make more. So, hey, we're going to go on more trips. And yeah. you, you, you bring your lifestyle up to match what you're making all yeah. of a sudden. And we hear celebrities all the time blowing through millions, right? Because yeah. you know they come from nothing. Brett I Butler, can go out to eat that? five times a week now instead of two times a week. Yeah, yeah I can have that you know hundred thousand dollar meal or whatever it happens <laughs> right. to be. Right? That the gold ice cream and the That's, other weird things yeah. that they get into. Yeah, yeah. So that you know tends to happen to most everybody. You make more income, therefore you want to buy some of the nicer things, but you're you're sacrificing something. What are you sacrificing? Well, you're sacrificing maybe potential income in the future. Now think of it this way: if you're if you know you're you made fifty thousand dollars a year and now you're making a hundred, you got that extra money that you can do something with, but it's still your money. So why you know think about this? Don't increase you know your spending by fifty thousand. Maybe take some of that money and put it from one pocket into the other pocket, and that other pocket's going to be for retirement. It's easy to get in that habit of when you make more, you spend more. And the most successful people that I talk to that sit down, they pay themselves first. That's the ironclad rule when you're talking about retirement investing. You pay yourself first, and the other things come after. If you talk to Warren Buffett, any guru like that, that's the first thing I'm going to tell you is to pay yourself first. I learned that a long time ago when I was selling night crawlers on the highway. I read a book um, by a guy named Cal <laughs> that, That's Gibbons. a name of a book right there, by the yeah. way, yeah. Night Crawlers on, the, on highway. the Highway. Right? Yeah, that's good. And uh, he was always, pay yourself first. And I started doing that at a young age, and I, and I kept on it. So if you're making more money, it's okay to spend more, but pay yourself first. 
We're talking about how you can invest like a genius, avoid some of the mistakes and regrets that other people have made during their lives, uh, some of the top complaints and regrets that we hear from folks. Another one is overpaying for tuition. Now, when people are retiring, it's a pretty far distance from when they went to college and maybe took out those loans. We're talking more here about for the kids, right? Well, we are. What do you think? What do you think is the major problem with that, Walter? Well, they're they're sacrificing their own retirement to then maybe fund their kids' college. Like that's right. tens of thousands of dollars they may have to do easily, right? Maybe maybe in the hundred thousand. Right. If you have two, three, four kids, we have a. Uh, one of my clients, he was a doctor, and he's up in the hundreds of thousands of dollars just for, you know, to go to college to, to become a doctor. So there's there's a happy medium there. Yes, you can help the kids, but if it's going to sacrifice on your retirement, there has to be some kind of compromise that's going to go on here. And maybe you choose, you know, a different school because everybody likes to go, you know, here you want to go to the University of Michigan, you want to go to Michigan State. But maybe the community college is maybe a better approach until you get a couple of years underneath your belt and then you go to those different schools. It could save you time, could save you money. And then how many times, Walter, do kids change their their majors? All the time. All the time. Every right? year. <laughs> so overpaying for tuition uh, can be a big, big drain on your retirement account going down the road. So you have to look at those things carefully. You have to plan better for them if possible. And then you have to maybe choose different schools and those types of things. We do have another issue that folks will bring up, and this one can be really tough. I know when you run into it, Kevin, and you've seen this before. When folks retire too early, they didn't have the right plan in place, they retire too early, and boy, now it's tough getting back into the workforce. Well, it is. So if you retire early, what's that going to do? You're going to have to start drawing down your savings early. You're going to have to fill that shortfall we talk about all the time. And if you don't have a good plan, you're going to probably run out of money and it's going to force you to go back to work like Walter was just saving. It's going to lower the amount that you can save. So if you retire at 50, where you would have retired at 60, that's 10 years of savings you just lost. Because you're going, if you were going to work that long, you can accumulate a lot of money in those 10 years going into retirement. And then taking Social Security too early, which means you're going to have a lower monthly benefit. Because you're forced to take Social Security at 62 versus wanting to take Social Security at 62. And the reason is because you need the income because you didn't plan properly. You retired too early. You went in this without a plan and you just winged it. And these decisions are, are going to be forced upon you to make, and maybe it's not the best smart financial decision you could make. So if you're going to retire early, you better have a good plan. You, you have to know how to fill that shortfall without you know running out of money for the next 20 or 30 years. And that takes some dedication on your part. That takes you picking up the phone and starting the process, and that takes you not procrastinating and sitting on the sidelines hoping that you can do it. So don't do that. You know, you know, sit down and plan for that if you don't retire early. Maybe it's going to require working part-time. Maybe it's going to re retire you spending less, you saving more until you get there. Whatever it is, you need to know before you go into retirement. Great points all around, Kevin. Let's do one more regret that we've heard and uh, warn people about this one as well. And that would be ignoring opportunities for Roth IRAs. I'm younger. I feel like maybe the, the buzz about Roth IRAs has sunk into my generation a little bit more. It's a great starting place for a lot of uh, you know people to start saving into retirement and that kind of thing. But maybe folks who are a little bit closer to retirement, they're more used to their work plans or the traditional IRA and still don't know a ton about the Roth world. How big of a difference can a Roth IRA make? And, and do you hear this regret frequently? I do. 
So when I first started saving, there was no thing called a Roth IRA. And then, Walter, when you came about, the Roth IRAs has been there pretty much ever since. So let's take maybe your dad, your grandfather, and you. Let's kind of compare the two, okay? So let's say that you save X amount of dollars per month, the same as your dad or your grandfather, and you have the same length of time. So your, your dad started out you know, saving money maybe 30 years ago, didn't have the Roth IRA, now he's got the traditional IRA, and let's say accumulated a million dollars. That's good, but is that million dollars all his? Dad, dad would be very happy, but no, that's not all his, right? No, because Uncle Sam is a big part of that, right? So if he were to cash it in, he's going to lose 32 to 40%, you know, state taxes, federal taxes, so that's not all your dad's money. But on the other hand, you had the Roth IRA, you saved the same million dollars, is all that million dollars yours? At least for now, yes. At least for now, yes. <laughs> that's a good answer. At least for now. So don't ignore those opportunities because that's tax-free money, meaning it's yours. And I'm betting in tax rates are going up in the future. So if they go back up to the highest tax bracket of 70% like they were in 1979, what are you going to do? You're going to need instruments like these Roth IRAs that are going to be tax-free because it's what you keep that counts and not what you make that counts. We talk about that all the time. So don't ignore, even if you're in your 50s. We, you know, we had a, a lady in here a couple of weeks ago and she just started a new job. And, I'm, and she wanted to know a Roth IRA or Roth 401k versus a traditional 401k. And we sat down and we started looking at it. And my suggestion was, you know, a good portion of it goes into the Roth uh, 401k because she didn't need money for the next 10 years or so. She wasn't going to retire. So let's let that thing stew and bubble and grow and, and grow as much as we can because whatever that account grows to is hers. It's all hers. No taxes are going to come out of that. So don't ignore those opportunities. They're big opportunities now. And don't ignore the opportunity of maybe converting some of your traditional IRAs or traditional 401ks to the Roth because that may save you hundreds of thousands of dollars down the road. And if taxes go up, it could even be more than that. So don't ignore it. Plan, sit down, see if it's going to work in your particular situation, because I'm betting it will. If you have any questions about something we've talked about on today's show, like maybe you've been ignoring uh, Roth IRAs as an option, or you were thinking about retiring soon, and you had this uh, small creeping feeling that maybe it was a bit too early, maybe you don't, you're not quite confident in your financial plan, Ooh, get a review, please. Get a, pl- a real plan in place before you pull that retirement trigger. Uh, if you've been spending too much in your earning years and you're wondering how you can live maybe on a little bit better budget or, or rein that in a little bit or make the most of your savings through your final couple of working years, all these kinds of things are what Kevin talks about with clients each and every day in the office. And so if you want to go over some of these elements, talk about them in detail, but again, in the perspective of your situation, reach out have a conversation with Kevin. It's very easy. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. You can get in touch with Kevin, have a conversation over the phone, meet up over Zoom, or come into the office in Pinconning or Saginaw and talk about your financial plan and your specific situation. It's very easy to do, but the hardest part is just starting the conversation. But uh, it doesn't have to be hard if you're motivated and want to avoid some of these mistakes so that you can invest like a genius as well. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. That's 888-885-7526. Stay tuned. There is more to come on today's program. This is Simply Financial. What if we told you there was a simpler way to invest? Excellent. That's what we thought. 
rocking and rolling today on Simply Financial. Great to have you with us. Walter Strohl here with Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folios in the Tri-City area with an office in Pinconning and also Saginaw. Get in touch by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 if you want to get in touch and ask Kevin any questions. We want to talk a few minutes about emotions and investing, Kevin, and uh, maybe we can tell some stories here. From your experiences, uh, you've worked with so many families over the years and have seen these things play out before, and really want to explore how emotions can play a role in retirement planning. And some, I imagine, will be in a good way. Others may be in a way that hampered retirement preparation or had a negative impact on a financial situation. So I'll give you the emotion. You let me know where maybe you've seen this before in your life and uh, experience as a financial advisor. Whenever we think of money and investing and those kinds of things, you can't think about that without thinking about greed. So what about greed in uh, you know any stories that come to mind there? And uh, I'm imagining it would probably be a negative impact of, of greed, right? When you just said greed, a story came to mind. What's all over the news right now? People got, I got to get in, I got to buy it. Um, cryptocurrency. Oh, right? oh the cryptocurrency, right. You know, Dogecoin, Do- Dogecoin, right? Dogecoin, Bitcoin, <laughs> you know, all of those things are coming down the pike right now. And I, I got a client, and I'll give you an example how, how this can affect it. You know, we put a plan together. He's been a client of mine for probably 10 years. And we're far ahead of schedule as far as getting him to retire. We're far exceeded his expectations. And, you know, he could probably retire four or five years ahead of schedule if he wants to. But he enjoys what he's doing. He works for himself. But he's got, for whatever reason, he's got, he has to have this Bitcoin, you know, and he's, and he's been chasing that uh, idea for about the last year or so. I got to have Bitcoin, got to have Bitcoin. And I'm like, well, you know, we can take, you know, maybe 5% or, or whatever you want to, you know, you, you can afford to lose because this is a wild west out there nowadays when you're getting into those types of things. But we have your, we already solved your retirement plan. You want to retire at a certain age, we're at, we're, you know, exceeded expectations. We can do it early. So if you're going to do that, you know, no more than 5%. Well, he wants to go like 80 to, you know, 75 to 80% and get in on what he called the ground floor. And it isn't the ground floor. It's been around for a long time right now. So the emotions got the best of him at first. And then, you know, we come, we come into the office, we went through his plan, and we showed him, you know, how we're on track and how, you know, how he can retire and how we're solving his income needs. And finally, he come to the realization, okay, I got to scratch my itch, so I'm going to do the 5%. And he went out and did a couple of things that he's been wanting to do, but he didn't do, you know, the 75 or 80% that he was thinking of at, at original because you can't bet your entire life savings up to this point on one particular investment or one particular idea. You got to be diversified. You got to go into it. You got to have a well-laid plan. And one investment, I can tell you, this is not a well-laid plan. Yep. Uh, We've all heard the all eggs in one basket warning signs through uh, many different ways in life and applies in many ways when greed can make us forget that. Uh, mentality a little bit. so That Gordon Gecko, right? That Gordon Gecko, yeah. yeah. All right, what about fear? Maybe a close relative of greed. Where have you seen fear pop up in people's investing lives? Fear always happens. Fear starting to happen right now because, you know, the market's at an all-time high. You've got the news, you know, every story I seem to run across is the market's doomed, it's going to crash, these types of things. So I have one client who is really, really nervous and is in the market and we watch it closely, but as soon as he hears bad news, what does he want to do? He wants to sell. Well, that may not be a bad idea at, at the high, but I never hear that until after the market's corrected. 
So after the pandemic, you know, this particular person wanted to get on. I'm like, no, we can't get out now. You know, the market's cracked. Let's let it go back up. So what happens is it goes back up. And then what kicks in, Walter? What, what emotion? After fear? Yeah. After fear, you no know, market tanked. Fear crept in. Market's going great now. Then greed comes back in, right? That's why I said they, oh, that's why I said they were close relatives. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> so the greed factor came in, and no, I don't want to get out now because it's going too good. So you know, don't let emotions. The, the story is, don't let emotions run your investments. Have a well laid plan, and your well laid plan will include how do you produce income in up and down markets so you don't run on money going into retirement. And if you do a well-laid plan, it's going to take away a lot of the greed and a lot of the fear factor that most people have. If you've had trouble with that in the past, talk to Kevin about it. He's uh, got a lot of experience helping people navigate through these different emotions when they pop up and how to put them under the proper control so that they don't have negative impacts on your financial plan. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. 888 888- 885-7526 or go online to insightfolios.com. What about hope? That's something we obviously usually connect with, uh, you know, positive things. Can Is hope usually a, a good thing to have in your financial plan or can we actually see some detrimental impacts there? It's hope, right? You're hoping you can get through retirement. You're hoping you can do as you think. And I can tell you a really good story here. I was talking to a nurse not too long ago and I was overhearing her conversations what I was doing. And she said, I'm going to retire at 55. And she was talking to her other nurse. And she goes, well, have you talked to a financial advisor? I said, no, I really haven't. And, uh, well, how do you know you can? She said, I'm kind of hoping I can. You know, I think I can type thing. And I, so I had, to, you know, I had to interject myself and tell them what I do. And I said, you can't. Hope is not a plan. You know, you, you can't go into retirement. She wanted to retire at 55. And I said, how are you going to take money out between 55 and 59 and a half without a penalty? She didn't know what I was talking about. You know, how are you going to fund your health insurance through those years? All these things that she'd never had thought about. She just hoped that it would all work out. So long story short is she came into the office and we put a plan together for her. And as it turns out, she can't retire at 55, but she can go at 58 based on our projections. And she was pretty happy with that. And now we addressed all those situations. You know, how are you going to pay for your health insurance? How are you going to take money out pre-59 and a half without the IRS 10% penalty? All the things that come along with retirement that she really haven't given much thought to, we addressed them, we went into it, and we also showed how you're going to produce income because if you're retiring at 58 and you live to 90, that's a long time. So how do we produce the income when the market goes up, market goes down, market stays sideways? And we answered all those questions. Now, hope is not her plan. Now she has a real plan put in place and she feels comfortable. And as she put it, I only have to work three more years. I'm good with that. Hey, fantastic. So hope can be a good thing. Hope is not a plan, but it can still be a good thing to have as part of our mentality and our spirit, certainly, when it comes to putting together those plans. Two more I want to throw out at you, Kevin. Uh, What about guilt? Back in the late 90s, you remember that, Walter? You're just a wee lad. I remember the late 90s, yeah. Yeah. The good times. I I was a 90s kid. I mean, born in 87. So, you know, I was in my prime in the late 90s (laughs) as a a (laughs) 10-year-old. Well, financially speaking, the market was roaring, you know, the roaring 90s. And I met this gentleman at about 2004. By the year 2000, he accumulated around $5 million. And he thought he had it figured out. But then 2001 happened, 2002 happened, 2003 happened, where the S&P was down about 45%. He bought options, he bought several things, but he went from $5 million to $1 million to give you, to give you, a, you know, shorten up the story here. And he was guilty about that. He felt real guilty that, you know, 
the greed come into into play there. He thought he could never do something wrong. He thought he had enough information going forward. And he thought just because he messed those things up that he was he was in a pickle that he couldn't get out. Well, we sit down, we did a plan. He had about 10 more years to go before he retired too. And we just showed, hey, you're not in this big a predicament as you think you're in. You've, you've still got a million dollars and you weathered 2001, two and three, and you're saving, you know, quite a bit of money each year. And as it turns out, he's still client, you know, some 20 some odd years later, and he's doing very well. Him and his wife do all the things they want to do. So if that's you and you've made a mistake, we all make mistakes. And um, don't let that keep you from reaching out, you know, asking the questions, getting some help, maybe getting a guide to help you, you know, get to and through retirement. And that's what we do here. That's fantastic. And again, if you want to get in touch with Kevin, it's 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN, your number to call. Don't let guilt crush you from making good decisions in the future. Uh, a lot of times these things can be overcome. And last but not least, we saved the best for last, Kevin, joy. Tell us a time when you able when you were able to help somebody experience joy when it came to their investing in their financial life. And I don't think you can twist this one into any sort of uh, negative impact, right? No, you can't. The joy usually comes, and this is this happens quite often with us, Walter. We sit down, we do the simplicity plan. You know, you get the nervous look when they sit down and they're anticipating a negative response. You can't retire. And we put the plan together and I'll, it's the same with everybody. Show your shortfall. You know, how much money do you need? You know, that are we short? You got $5,000 a month coming in. You need six. You're short $1,000 a month. You're short 12000 a year. And that increases over time. Once I saw for their income needs, once, in other words, once I take and show them what they've accumulated over their time and how I can turn that into income so it doesn't matter what up and down markets, what's happening, the joy comes in. And they're happy. For the first time, they understand how a plan works. As one person uh, put it, you know, you're kind of like the Wizard of Oz. You pulled back the, the uh, curtain there and showed me behind the scenes how things really work. And that's where the joy comes from. If you have a well laid out plan, you understand how your income is going to be produced. You understand what rate of return you need to earn on your investment so you don't run out of money. You understand how all that intertwines and all that goes forward into your life. And then you want to pass that on to your beneficiaries, the most tax, uh, you know, advantage way that you can. Joy always happens. And I see that constantly uh, with people coming in the door after we finished their planning session and after they, the light bulb moment comes on for them. So if that's you, you're sitting out there, you're nervous and you want to experience this joy. It's pretty easy. All you got to do is pick up the phone, give us a call. The sensational Stacy will put you on the calendar. You come in. I will do your own personalized uh, simplicity plan. There's no cost. There's no obligation. This is fun for me. I've been doing it 30 years. I enjoy helping people. And my purpose in life is to help people. And that's what I, I really, really enjoy doing. And how do I help people? I help them get to and through retirement. And once you sit down through this process, two or three hours max, um, once, you know, a couple of meetings, we get through that, I think you too will find the joy. And it's simply by doing a good plan, understanding that plan, and then having the confidence that you've been looking for to go into retirement. So that if that's you, give us a call. It's very easy. It's easy as one, two, three. You know, pick up the phone, call Stacy. Two, Stacy will put you on a calendar. Three, come into the office and we'll start that process for you. You don't need to have all your statements and all those things pulled together. Just call to express your interest in setting up that time to visit. Again, the number to call is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888 888- 
885-7526. You can call now. Uh, do it while it's on your mind. Leave a quick voicemail, and uh, Kevin will be able to follow up with you and set up that time to meet. But you can also call during the week if you're more comfortable with that as well. Feel free to check out Kevin online. In the meantime, insightfolios.com is where you can go. Learn more about the planning process and all that gets involved into that as well. Um, insightfolios.com. Or again, while you're thinking about it, easiest way is to call now. Uh, take action. Don't procrastinate. And that way you can experience that joy in retirement and in your financial life. Get that plan in place. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-PLAN. More coming up on today's show. Thanks for being with us here on Simply Financial. Don't go away. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show, and uh, this is where we step aside from all the financial talk and just talk about something fun or goofy or interesting. Sometimes we get a little deep. Probably not very deep on today's question, though. Uh, Kevin, here's what I want to know. What's your go-to dance move? I know you're a big dancer, you know? Oh, oh yeah, I'm a big dancer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you I can't moonwalk. Okay. I, can't do the, I can't do the Elvis gyrations. Okay. So when you know when it gets down to the you know nitty gritty and and we're out there having fun and dancing and maybe have a cocktail or two, I always do the John Travolta move. You know the two fingers over your eyes. Oh, you know? like a, yeah. you do the, do the one and then do the other the other yeah, way yeah. over the yeah. ass, the little yeah. V's. Yeah. Yes. Seems like a kind of an easy. I can't do the robot, so it seems kind of an easy. What move. did they call that? Well, I'm not for sure. I don't remember, but I remember seeing it. You know and. And it was pretty easy to duplicate, and I usually get a good chuckle out of it. So, all right, I just I just Googled it. I don't know if this is real. So this is another one of our live research on the air moments. So don't take this for you know true you know fact. But apparently, it's called the Batuzi. The Batuzi. The Batuzi, a 1960s novelty dance actually inspired by moves of Adam West in the premiere episode of the Batman TV show. Oh, I remember that. High diddle yes. riddle. Batman would do it with both hands at the same time, and then John Travolta kind of adapted it to where he would do one at a time. But it actually was Batman who started it, and that's why it's called the Batuzi. <laughs> I remember that. Now you said that. That's, that's funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny, yeah. So John Travolta kind of gets the credit for it, but uh, actually uh, you're kind of paying homage to the Batman with your little... The Batman. So from here on on, I'm going to do the Batman. The, the Batman or the Bat yeah. the Batwoozy, I guess, or Batuzi, something like yeah. that. Uh, mine, uh, Connie calls it the Spider-Man. Um, so I don't get too adventurous in my dance moves, but for some reason I do this thing whenever I kind of, you know, if we're ever in a position, which is rare, but where I need to, you know, wiggle a little bit or pretend like I'm dancing for some reason, my natural go-to move, I flip my arm, I put my two arms out in front of me and I flip them upside, you know, down. So my palms are facing upward and then I sort of just move my arms in and out. And she says, I look like Spider-Man, you know, shooting the web out of his wrists up at the, at the wall to, like, move around. So she calls it the Spider-Man dance. I'm, I'm, I'm spitting my web out with my hands uh, as I move them back and forth. So there you go. Both unique dancers we are, right? We are. We stay in our lane. Very minimal. Very minimal. <laughs> yeah, very, very minimal movement on our part. Yeah. I could do the worm when I was younger. <laughs> when I was a kid, I did the worm a couple of times, but uh, I don't yeah. I don't think anybody wants to see me doing the worm these days. I always like, you know, when you watch the, the 40s and the 50s and those people could really dance, you know, and the ballroom mm -hmm. dancing and all these kind of things. But imagine, you know, you, you have somebody back then and now they're seeing the worm. 
<laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Or even the, some of the stuff they do today is just wild. Yeah. Um, impressive sometimes. I mean, sometimes I look at some of the dancing that people can do today, and it's like, how are your, how is your ACL still intact? It doesn't seem possible um, with some of the moves people have these days. So a lot of it's a lot of air. Uh, what do you call it? Um, gymnastic type moves. If it's a word I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, g- gymnastics type moves. I mean, yeah, you'd have to be an athlete to to dance the way a lot of dancers are these days. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of flexibility going on out yep. there. So flex all is their friend. Friend. Uh, I'm not a big dancer, but I am impressed by what some people are able to do. That is for sure. Uh, well, there you go. We'll keep with our go-to dance moves of, of the Batuzi and uh, the Spider-Man. The Batman. The Batman. Someone's, you, be Sp- you be Spider-Man, I'll be Batman. There you go. Someone's <laughs> going to pick up on my Spider-Man dance. You watch. It's going to be in a popular music video one of these days. Someone's going to hear this and steal it. They'll call it the Walter. You'll always be able to say, <laughs> I heard that on Simply Financial. Walter talked about doing the Spider-Man first before anybody else. there you go more to come on today's show back to the financial talk coming up in fact we need to answer one of your questions we'll do that to wrap up here momentarily stay tuned to simply financial with kevin ray no need to complicate it this is simply financial before we wrap up for the week want to answer one of your questions here on simply financial you can submit questions to be featured on the show by going to insightfolios.com or shoot kevin an email it's kevin at insightfolios.com Ruben has a question for you, Kevin. Ruben says, my goal was to get to 500000 in my 401k before retiring, but I'm only at 420 right now and don't think I'll have the patience to work more than another year. How much does a person need to have to be able to retire comfortably? Ooh, that's a good question, isn't it, Walter? Yep. That is. So, Ruben, here's, here's the standard answer I'd give. It's not necessarily the dollar figure you need. It's that shortfall that we talked about on most of the show today. So if you save $420,000, how do you not know? It sounds like you don't know if that's enough to fill that shortfall from here to age 90 or 95. So the first thing to do is to sit down and figure out, do I have I saved enough to fill that shortfall? If you haven't, then the tough questions come or the tough answers are going to come like that. You're going to have to work longer. But you need to know that going into retirement. So I've saved 420 so far. Is that enough to fill my shortfall so I don't run out of money between here age 90 and 95? Is that enough money to produce the income I'm going to need for the next 30 years or so? If it is, great. Then you don't. maybe you don't have to work another year. But if it isn't, you need to have that tough conversation. You need to sit down. You need to figure out maybe there's some part-time work you like. I give an example. I have a, a client who was a teacher for years and years and years and just tired of it. And she wanted to retire, but same situation. She didn't have quite enough money saved. She needed to work another four or five years. So she said, you know what? I'm going to work for Home Depot because I'm in there all day long anyway. I love that place. And probably seven, eight years later, she's still there because she loves doing that. And it supplements her income and she can retire if she wants now, but she really, really enjoys what she does. So the first question is figure out if that is enough to fill your shortfall, Ruben. And if it isn't, there's you get a plan, get as, uh, you know, up to speed as quick as possible and address that situation so you know going in. It's a great question, Ruben. Thanks for sending that one in to us. Uh, definitely a common one. A lot of people fall into a similar situation where maybe they fell a little short of their savings goal, but often can be pleasantly surprised at just how retirement can still turn out. But you got to run the numbers. You got to put together the full plan, put it under some stress testing, make sure that it's going to be able to withstand the test of time and the challenges 
of your financial future. And Kevin can put your plan through all of those different elements and see where those shortfalls are and what needs to be done to get you in the right uh, position. If you want to schedule a time to meet or just talk a little bit further about how all that works, you can find out what it's like to work with Kevin and to uh, go through that process by dialing 888-885-PLAN. It's not a hard process, just takes a little bit of commitment of time to talk and uh, go through it. Give a call now, even if you don't have all your statements and those things pulled together, just if you have a question like Ruben's on your mind, reach out. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. You can have a one-on-one conversation with Kevin about these things. Don't worry, we won't uh, put you on the radio and uh, share it with the rest of the world. You can keep it private just between you and Kevin. That's always um, understood. 888-885-PLAN. Call that number now if you have any questions at all. Kevin, that's all the time that we have for on the program today. Enjoyed this one with you. And uh, good luck on the water this weekend. And we'll talk to you again next week. You too, Walter. We'll talk to you again. All right. Take care. That's Kevin Ray. I'm Walter Shorehold. We'll talk to you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.